The Fantasy Football Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has everything that you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. And welcome into the Fantasy Football Podcast presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me today is Jake from at Jake's FF Football on Twitter. How are we doing, sir? Happy Saturday. We're doing pretty good here. It's a nice day for football. <laughs> it's a nice day for some college football. Yeah, absolutely. What's right. the weather like out by uh, out by you? You're in the you're in the Midwest, uh, all right? Day rain. Raining all, all day. <laughs> all all day rain. All day. We got we got clear skies and sixty two degrees over here, so it's a it's a nice partly sunny fall day here in uh, in uh, Eastern Maryland. So ready to get taken uh, take take off today for Week Nine preview. Uh, is there anything in particular that you're working on that folks should uh, be aware of? Uh, right now, it's just got all my regular in season content. Uh, on Monday, I make an article called "Keep an Eye on These Guys," uh, where it's about players who are lower roster percentage that had really big weeks. Um, Tuesday waivers, everybody's got that. That's important. What's different about my waivers is I try to tell you how long you want to keep this guy. If he's good for one week, if he's good for multiple weeks, is he good for the whole season? Or do you want to get that guy and hold him and maybe he'll be good later. Um, and then Wednesday, Thursday and beyond, uh, I have this article called, so your X and X, which is like, well, usually a number this week, it was, um, two and six, if you're, if you're two and six, you still have a shot at making the playoffs in a 10 person league with four people getting in there. So if you're that or better, you're still in it and you should keep trying. Uh, and then I make a, a matchups article where I look at every different uh, game this week and all the players in it who could be looking really good this week. Um, and then I have a whole bunch of articles about a bunch of leagues that I'm in and how my teams are doing and what I'm doing. And you get to see all my silly decisions that I make. That's awesome, man. That's a lot. That's a lot of work. I love it. That's a grind, baby. All right, let's let's get after it. Uh, be sure to follow uh, Jake on Twitter at JakeFFFootball. Um, also, we are giving away a Debo Samuel jersey. The drawing will be tomorrow. So uh, today and tomorrow morning will be your last opportunities for this drawing. Of course, we're going to throw out uh, another jersey after this. Before we did DeAndre Swift, now we moved on to Debo Samuel. Not sure who we're doing next. All you have to do is comment on any of our YouTube videos. Uh, just go to YouTube, search SGPN Fantasy Football, comment on any of our videos, take a screenshot of that, and subscribe to the channel. Complete both those tasks. Screenshots to us at Twitter, at SGPN Fantasy. Get, get your shot to win. We only had about 30 or 40 entries on the D, um, not Debo, the DeAndre Swift jersey. So, you know, pretty low uh, or pretty good odds, I should say, you know, to to pull back that drawing. But just make sure you check your DMs. Our first winner, the first pull, didn't get it. Like four days, no answer, no response. Sad stuff. All right, we're jumping into our starter sits conver, uh, conversation here. First up, we've got Justin Fields versus Aaron Rodgers. Fields gets the Dolphins at home and Rodgers heads to Detroit playing inside in the Dome. Which way are you going here, Jake? Uh, I'm going with Fields right now because Fields has just been on a hot streak. He's really mm -hmm. hard to sit, uh, both with rushing and throwing better. 
Uh, Rogers, Rogers has a very good matchup, but his thumb still isn't a hundred percent. So uh, Fields for me. Yeah, Fields is a clear choice for me. Two hundred and twenty-two rushing yards the past three weeks, a couple of rushing touchdowns. He actually has more rushing attempts than Lamar Jackson right now, and is second in the NFL in total rushing yards at the quarterback position. I believe he might have one more touchdown actually than than Lamar on the ground. Um, the passing. It's not really where he's going to make his day. Like even last week, you know, his best passing game as a quarterback with 120 uh, QBR rating, he only had 150 passing yards, right? Like you you really want that safe floor with his legs. I have Fields at quarterback seven this week, and I have Rodgers at 13. I just really feel like the Packers offense in general is just so focused on the run that, you know, you're just not going to have Rodgers really taking a lot of shots. The Detroit defense is bleeding yards on the ground. A lot of opportunity for Aaron Jones, who we've seen um, you know, step it up uh, quite a bit in the last two weeks, getting a much better workload. So, yeah, for me, much, much more friendlier matchup for Fields. He performed so well last week up against the Cowboys on the road. The Cowboys have allowed the fifth most fantasy or the f- fewest uh, fifth fewest fantasy points to the quarterback position. Excuse me. The Dolphins have allowed the sixth most. So it's a you know kind of a, a flip flop on the matchup for the quarterback position. Rodgers still has a very good matchup, but I feel like we've been saying that the past couple of weeks. The Commandos, the Jets, A-Rod ain't been nowhere. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. I'm a Packers fan, so yeah. (laughs) Well, there you go. I mean, straight from the mouth of a Packers fan, Fields over uh, A-Rod this week. It's tough for him. Uh, Detroit, Mm -hmm. a lot of the third most fancy points to the QB position. Um, Miami, the seventh or sixth most, whatever I said. So, yeah. Pretty good amount of separation for me. Fantasy Pros has it as Fields as quarter, quarterback ten, and Aaron Rodgers at quarterback twelve. I have a you know a little bit of a, a bigger spread there. All right, next one up we have uh, Donta Foreman versus the Bengals going up against Mostert or Mostert, excuse me, who is uh, also playing up against the Bears in that matchup. Which way are you going here, Foreman or Mostert? Uh, for this one, I'm going with Donta Foreman. Uh, he's just been too on too good of a hot streak the past couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, this is a tough matchup, but the past few weeks weren't good looking matchups either. And he still did really well. Uh, so because of that, he's just too good to sit. Um, and Mustair, he does have a good matchup. Um, and he'll, he'll probably still have another solid game, but, uh, mm-hmm. I like Foreman right now cause he's just, just doing that good. Do you think Jeff Wilson gets any run in this game? I know it's his first game with the dolphins, but it's the bears defense. Like their rushing defense is so bad. I, I just have this like sneaky feeling that McDaniels is going to get Wilson in there for maybe like just like an easy play call. Like, hey, man, dive into the pile. Maybe get the maybe hit the end zone, you know, inside the five or something like that. Um, I mean, I could see something like that happening, uh, but I don't think Jeff Wilson's going to be a huge factor right away. I, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure he's going to have the same role he had with the 49ers. Mm-hmm. He's been most Eric's backup before, you mm-hmm. know, which is basically like, yeah, he might get a handful of carries here and there. But mostly, he's just going to have relevance if if uh, Raheem misses time. Sure, sure. I mean, I feel like if he gets those Edmonds touches, he's going to make day with those. You know, if he gets like eight to ten touches after this week, like don't get me wrong, like this right. week, yeah. I could see him getting like four to six touches. James Robinson had five touches in his first game as a Jet, so I I, I don't see it like that difficult. Where Wilson and McDaniel's are very familiar with each other, the system and the scheme is going to be similar to what he was doing in San Francisco. Yeah, I'm not saying to to, to start him this week. If anything, like this right. is the like last really good week to get on get in on Mostert. I feel like because of the matchup. But I agree with you though. I'm still going Donta Foreman here. It's just the usage. 
Yeah, like almost, yeah, damn mm-hmm. near 30 touches last week. Shubba Hubbard's still going to be out. Yeah, you're right. The Bengals aren't the best uh, matchup up against the, the run. They've allowed the seventh fewest uh, fantasy points to the running back position. But this is a team that, you know, they just need safe yards. They just want to move the chains. He's going to be a big part of that. So I'm definitely buying into Donta, Donta Foreman. He is my running back 14 this week. I actually have mastered a little bit deeper just because I feel like they he might have a touchdown stolen from him. And you just kind of see like the ebbs and flows of his production. Like one week, it's like eight to 10 fantasy points. Another week, it's 20. You know, another week, it's five. Like it's it's very up and down. It hasn't been so consistent, right? All right, next up, we've got wide receiver. We've got Tyler Boyd or Terry McLaurin. This one's probably the closest one I have in my rankings. What do you think? Um, well, I don't think it's all that close to me. I think um, okay. last week, the whole Bengals offense looked lost without Jamar Chase in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Agreed. The Browns defense isn't good, but I know divisional matchups and night games can get weird. And Boyd can be good, but his matchup with the Panthers isn't that good of a matchup either. Mm-hmm. And Terry versus the Vikings, that is a good matchup. And Taylor Heineke looks his way a lot. So I'm I'm in for um, Terry McLaurin on this one. So I have them at 15 and 16. I have Boyd at 15, and I have McLaurin at 16. So pre- it's literally a coin flip. I have them right next to each other in the rankings. I don't have this decision to make. If I did, I would, you know, I'd be holding this one close to the chest all the way till Sunday. The the reason I like Boyd just a smidge more is the quarterback. You know, I trust that Burrow's going to throw a lot. I trust that that passing volume. If Heineke is throwing the ball 30 to 40 times, good goodness gracious, what 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 production are we getting from that? You know what I mean? Like. I love what Heineke has done for McLaurin. I have a lot of shares of McLaurin and and Dynasty and, and fantasy in general. So f- for me, I absolutely love it. I, very tough decision. Like I said, I have him at 15 and 16. If I'm going by my rankings, I would go Boyd. But McLaurin has been just like a guy who I've been banging the drum for like pretty much all this week since Wednesday with like DFS and Battle Royale picks. So he's the guy that I'm kind of leaning into more just based on the matchup. Cincinnati has allowed the ninth most fantasy points to the wide receiver position. Minnesota the seventh. So it's it's really not that far off. But I'd like the potential game flow, kind of how you had mentioned, like those division matchups. They can get a little bit more competitive. They're playing in prime time. I think that Kirk Cousins comes into DC with revenge game vibes, you know, like the mm-hmm. whole media has thrown DC and the commandos under the bus. Not a good week for commandos football. But I feel like Kirk is going to come to town. He's going to try to throttle that a little bit. So if the Vikings take off early, I think McLaurin could be in a very positive game flow matchup. I'll I'll lean his way for the uh, for the agreement of the conversation here. Uh, next up, we have Evan Ingram versus Tyler Higby. Higby's been kind of down the past couple of weeks, but he's got a good matchup. Right. Um, well, see, that's the thing is Evan Ingram has been really solid all season and has mostly had mostly bad matchups. And mm-hmm. now he's got a big streak of good matchups. And last week he had one and showed us how good that could be. I mean, this this Evan Ingram isn't the Giants' Evan Ingram. It's like he's mm-hmm. an entirely new player on the Jaguars. He actually catches a high percentage of his passes. <laughs> Must be the and then with that, you know, yes, Higby, Higby started strong and is now fading off. And his matchup is good, but his play hasn't been as good lately. Yeah. No, I'm I'm sitting Higby, and I I I was someone who was rolling him out every week. I had I was rolling him out in my flex because I had Mark Andrews. I was like you know so lost with injuries. That was a roster that lost like Mike Thomas and Keenan Allen. So I was rolling him out in my flex. There's no confidence level there anymore. He's at Fantasy Pros has him at tight end six this week. I think that's a miscalculation. I think that is 
I mean, that's really buying into the guys that aren't playing. I know there's six teams off this week, but I, right. I think that's that a bit high. Be, yeah, that sounds like a computer or somebody who just looks at the numbers the past bunch of weeks made that right. ranking and isn't paying attention to the more recent what's happened. You know? Right, exactly. I well, I yeah, I think they're looking at like the season long numbers because if you look at the season long numbers, he's probably tight end seven, you know, because yeah. of the, those those weeks yeah. and just how volatile that market is, how how volatile that position market is. Ingram, his matchup, the Raiders have given up the third most fantasy points to the tight end position. You had mentioned the run that he's already on. I'm not an Evan Ingram guy, but yeah, he's going to be the one that I propel into my uh, starting spot over Higby for sure. Fantasy Pros has him at tight end nine, Higby at six. So definitely a big difference there. Um, I mean, this is also a market where like Hayden Hurst is tied at nine on the year. You know, like what? Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. huh? he's, he's been a lot better this year. Um, partially probably because of injuries to the Bengals receivers, but sure. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's on pace for like 70 catches, 600 yards, five touchdowns. Hayden Hurst. Yep. What the heck? Solid season. Could be top yeah. 10 probably. Oh, he, he probably will finish it just with the safe floor that he has, you know, playing in that offense that, Passes the ball a lot. Mm -hmm. All right, we're, we're going to hit a quick word from our sponsors. We'll be right back after this. Uh, ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During the WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. And the Sports Gambling Podcast is giving you a chance to win your choice of either an autographed Lawrence Taylor or an autographed Brian Dawkins jersey. The contest is completely free to enter. couple of steps. First, subscribe to youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. Two, comment on a video. Each video is a new chance to win. And three, turn your notifi notifications, on, notifications on so you don't miss SGP contacting you when they pull the winner. The winner will be announced on Sunday's recap show. That will be tomorrow. Apparently, that's happening across the brand. Winners just won't collect their winnings. Damn shame. All right, we got a couple more uh, starter sit questions, and then we're going to break into some trade grades. All right, next up here, we've got our flexes. We've uh, went through each position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. Now we got a couple of uh, flex questions. we got a couple of receivers and a running back in this first one. Chris Godwin versus the Rams. Chris Alave versus the Ravens or Devin Singletary at the New York Jets. Who are you going here with, Jake? All right. So this is is quite an interesting question. I could see how someone would have all these guys pretty close. Um, mm. But right now, I'd say you know the past couple of years, Godwin has been like this unsittable great play who gets a ton of catches. Uh, right. But this year, not as much. He has a problem. There's this guy called Tom Brady who just isn't playing as well this year. And like just about every 
pass catcher on the Bucks offense is only catching maybe slightly over half their passes versus before they were better than that. So right. that's what's going on there. So the whole offense is stifled a little bit, and a lot of those guys just aren't doing as well. So he's still pretty okay, but he's not like he used to be. <laughs> uh, and Singletary, he's usually solid. He's part of a great offense. He's not in the best matchup for a running back. Um, mm-hmm. The Jets, Jets' run defense is actually pretty good. But, I mean, then it comes to Chris Olave has been totally – he's unsittable as long as he's been healthy. So, I mean, that then that makes it obvious for me. It's like, hey, if Olave's playing, you play him. He's just mm-hmm. been lights out good. Is that is that that's your pick you're going with is uh, yeah, Chris Olave on, on those three? Yeah, I, I do think that Godwin has the safest floor because you look at that offense. Brady has thrown over 40 times, six out of the last seven games. You look at Chris Godwin's target share the last three games, 11, 13, and 12. But to your point, the receptions, six out of 11, seven out of 13, six out of 12. And the yards, you know, they've been pretty good. 75, 43, and 95 his last three games but no touchdowns across that stretch. And there's just a clear inefficiency in the passing game. To me, it's a coin flip between Godwin and and Alave. It's really tough for me to sit Godwin over anyone because of that volume. Volume is king in fantasy, but Alave has the higher ceiling. So, you know, you and me were talking earlier about like our our matchups to start out the week. If you're playing against, you know, someone that boomed so far on Thursday, I think the play is probably Chris Alave. If you need a safer floor and you, you don't have to be so risk adverse, then I would probably go with with Godwin. It's more of a situational type of start for me. Um, Singletary has been pretty decent, but like you said, the, the matchup I think just kind of takes him out of the equation, and it's really just Alave and Godwin here. I would go with Godwin for the safe floor. If you need a boom in points, I would go with Alave. Alave's been really safe, but Godwin also has a really safe floor as well. All right, next up, a bit of a tougher one. We're going to the bottom of the uh, bottom of the groups here. Darrell Henderson at Tampa Bay, Caleb Huntley versus the Chargers at home, or Zay Jones versus the Raiders. All right, yeah, so this is clearly a, a deeper question. It's kind of funny that Henderson fell into this group, but mm-hmm. um, he's just, well, the whole Rams offense and Rams run game hasn't been very good. Some people think it's because Henderson's not that good, and some people think it's because the Rams offensive line just isn't as good, and mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense. Um and then Huntley, I subscribe to the offensive line narrative. That's me. Right. It it it's the one that it really makes sense. Like they can't throw as well. They can't run as well. The whole offense, you know, it starts with the offensive line, and it's just not as good. Um, Huntley, Huntley's the the number two back in an offense that runs the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, he's number two if Patterson is still out. So right. if Patterson's in, Huntley's value goes to almost zero. Um, so that's, you know, a part of the decision here. Um, and then Zay Jones versus the Raiders, I guess that's kind of a revenge game. He's been pretty solid this year, been getting, been getting like nine or 10 points in PPR every week. Uh, yep. he did miss a couple of games, but you know, going up against the Raiders that have a really bad defense. Um, I mean, that seems like the obvious pick out of these that he all has a pretty good floor and could have a, a pretty good game too. Yeah, you, you definitely uh, uh, tipped the the hat there for me. With Huntley, if Patterson's out, I'm starting Huntley. Had a good amount of work last week. The Chargers have given up the second most fantasy points to the running back position. I feel very confident putting him out there because I'm confident that Herbert and the Chargers offense will put up points. And Atlanta and Mariota have been putting up points all season long. 
So I love, love the game flow there. With the Raiders, I feel like some of their games get slow and stagnant, almost similar to uh, the Jaguars. If Patterson is healthy and he's playing, I'm starting Jones. If he's not, I'm starting Huntley. That, that's as simple as I can keep it. Obviously, we need another day of information on the injury reports. I, I do like Zay Jones. I'll, I'm going to be starting him this week in a, in a couple of leagues. He's not a bad option. I just like the Caleb Huntley matchup just because I love the running game of the Falcons. That's been their identity. Uh, and I know everyone's like, well, what about Tyler Algier? Like, Marcus Mariota is really the, I mean, he's he's the guy. You know, he's the one you're most worried about stealing the touchdowns in the red zone, right? So I'm more worried about him than I am Tyler Algier when I'm starting Huntley. Right. Al- Algier and Huntley have had almost the same amount of carries at each week, too. So yep. there you go. There you go. Exactly. So still a fair amount of upside for both guys. All right. Let's break into some trades. That was a good starter sit conversations there. Uh, first up on the trade grades, you can pick your side. You can give it a grade. You can veto it. Redraft Dynasty. All self-interpretation here, Jake. First <laughs> up, side A, Joe Mixon, Leonard Fournette. What do you think? All right. So who do you, who do you want? I'm here? just gonna go with this is you know full point PPR redraft because mm-hmm. that's the most common. Um, yes, sir. So Joe Mixon, this off season the Bengals said they improved their offensive line, and I don't think that's true. I think uh, their <laughs> line got better. I thought it was gonna be better, but mm-hmm. from what I've seen so far, it's not better. <laughs> uh, and Mixon does have a good streak of good matchups coming up. <laughs> But he has bad matchups in the fantasy playoffs weeks. So week 15, he goes against Tampa Bay, 16, New England, and 17 against Buffalo. So mm. if your team's heading into the fantasy playoffs, you I mean, already Fournette's looking better. Um, Fournette, his rushing yards haven't been as good. And he's, you know, been somewhat struggling with the rest of the Bucks offense. But he catches passes, and that makes up for it. Right. <laughs> That's basically it. Do you know his uh, schedule for the playoffs? I'm curious. I know that you just mentioned they're, they're going to play each other, so they're going to play the Bengals. Oh, yeah, I didn't look at exactly what they all were. Um, I can check again real quick, but um, I knew they they weren't as red. Mm-hmm. Well, that no, that that's a really good point because when I'm thinking like between these two players in my head, like you you really flipped a switch for me there because when I'm thinking of these guys, I'm I'm going Joe Mixon, right? Like the they, yeah. like the offense, the passing volume, uh, just how many times I I trust that offense to get into the red zone, right? Like, but I've seen plenty of time. I've seen Joe Mixon take five stabs at the goal line and miss out, right? So I, I I'm kind of uh, buying what you're putting down there. Got some questions, uh, right? So yeah, and and if like. Like if you're in the opposite situation and mm-hmm. you have Fournette and you're not so sure about it and you need to win to get into the fantasy playoffs in the next handful of weeks, well, then mm-hmm. Mixon might be better for you just to to make the playoffs. You know, that's... Uh, yeah, that's, that's tough because, I mean, it's very close with these two guys. The situations aren't ideal. Both right. offensive lines have been bad. Both teams pass a lot, but the, the Bucks' offense has just been eh. Just been eh. I don't know how... Godwin and Evans can put up all this production and the team like doesn't put up the points. You know what I mean? I don't know how yeah. that that's been happening these past couple of weeks. Uh, well, so four nets weeks, 15, 16 and 17 is uh, Cincinnati, Arizona and Carolina. That's yeah. pretty, that's pretty good. Other than Carolina, yeah. like Carolina's rushing defense has been solid, but they mostly uh, have excelled at getting at the quarterback. I don't know so much about, you know, well, uh, tackling the running back position. Right. The Panthers um, run game or run defense was not very good earlier in the season because they kept losing games and people would just keep running it against them, run out the clock, all that. 
But now that they're actually, they have an offense and they're competing and playing better. <laughs> I think that there their you defense go. is going to start to look better overall too. Um, and that could change for Fournette, you know, but for now it, it looks better. <laughs> yeah. I'll go with you just on the, on the, the pass catching upside because down the stretch, that's what we're going to need. We're going to need those points, especially in the PPR formats. But that, that one is very close for me. I, it's, it's not really a trade that I would probably make. Like if I'm the owner on either side, I, I think it's just too even. I don't think I that either yeah. side really gains like a ton, you know? Right. Yeah. Or if it was a different format, like in standard, yeah, it's mixing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I definitely yeah. agree with you. Yeah. And in, in standard, that would be the way to go. Uh, we got Splatman in the chat. He's asking Tua or Herbert this week. Very good question. Uh, Herbert, very good matchup. The Atlanta Falcons have allowed the fourth most passing uh, touchdowns and the sixth most, most rushing touchdowns. But he's missing his top two guys in Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Tua, right. he's got everybody, and he's playing the Bears. What do you think about this one? I'm kind of feeling Tua here. I'm not right. I'm, not uh, a I'm, guy. I'm with you on that. Like Justin Herbert this year, a he's had the injuries, his own injury. You know, his mm -hmm. ribs. I, I still don't know if he's better from that. Um, well, he can't run. You right. know, like like I don't know what they're giving him week in and week out. It might kill him by fifty, but you know he can throw the ball. <laughs> yeah. But then, yeah, Tua, Tua is just he's he's joining that upper tier of fantasy quarterbacks. He's just in he's so good. And he's I mean, in a good situation. It's not I'm not him. I'm not gonna co-sign that like, you know, he's a right. You you might say <laughs> that that he's not that good. It's it's Waddle and Hill that are super good and make yeah. him look really good. Know, that that's more really what's happening. Um is you know, Tua is better than what people thought. But then mm -hmm. on top of that, his receivers are are ridiculous they're both yeah. top 10 guys hill might Absolutely. break the record this year so you i don't you just it's hard to sit that unless you have somebody who's also really good and in a really good matchup and i don't mm -hmm. think herbert is like if herbert had all of his guys i would pick him absolutely thousand percent i mean he's still been yeah. very accurate with the ball 12 passing touchdowns only four interceptions this season i just yeah. don't love him going on the road into atlanta against a team that's been scoring a lot of a lot of points yeah you can score on them like i said fourth most uh, passing touchdowns allowed this season but they also have the ninth most interceptions because teams throw on them so much right and when you're missing your top guys you might be more oriented to make a mistake throw an interception, maybe even two, but the team still wins and has a great Sunday. You know what I mean? Like, but just doesn't do it for our fantasy team. So crazy to say it. I am not a to a guy. I am not a co-signer of him whatsoever from this preseason. Dead wrong. Dead wrong. We also got Calvo in the chat saying, what's up guys? Sit one, Deion Jackson, Swift, Jamal Williams, Swift. Keeping it simple. Yeah. I mean, not scared to say it. Right. The usually Swift is like a, you can't sit Swift, but with now. his injuries the past couple weeks and him possibly still being injured is what I've heard is he still has a shoulder problem yep. and might still have like a, what was it? An ankle sprain. He's got two things going on. Something. Yeah. And I thought through the bye and last week, I didn't hear anything. So I thought he was good and then saw that he still got a good amount of catches, but he didn't get as many carries as Jamal. So it was like, mm -hmm. Oh, so he's not a hundred percent is what's happening here. And that's exactly. still the case. I think is that he's still not good. So once he's healthy, he'll become that guy again. But for this week, because of the volume for Jackson and then Jamal, because well, volume again, because Swift Jamal said volume all year. He's yeah. he's always touched the ball. He's always yeah. been involved in the offense, even when Swift was healthy. That's a very easy one for me. Uh Dion right. 
huge workload this week. No hesitation to sit him whatsoever. Uh, what does he say? The thing is, Swift is so efficient. He can break off a 60-yard touchdown at any point. If that's, he's healthy. Right. If he's yeah. if he's got two strong ankles. Yeah, that's right. If his legs are good. Yes. It ain't that weak. It ain't that weak, pal. All right. Next up, we got uh, a couple more traits here. We got Hayden Hurst, Jerry Judy, four, Michael Pittman, and Darren Waller. This one's tough with, with the Waller injury. Right. And that's really what, what makes this. Um, well, there's, there's a lot of change um, from how these players started the season and how things are, are looking. We talked a little about Hurst earlier and mm -hmm. Hurst could finish as a top 10 fantasy tight end and chase being out for a while helps his opportunities. And Hurst has good fantasy playoff matchups for tight ends. Um, and then Judy, Judy started a little slow, but now he's picking up steam and he's got good matchups for the rest of the season. So, um, and then Pittman, Pittman started really hot. He looked really good, still looking pretty good with Ellinger, but it's not quite the same. But you know, we'll we'll see how that shakes out. And Waller has just been injured, and he besides that, he still hasn't had the same usage in his new offense. So I I'm going with side A here with the uh, Hurst and Judy. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, in full agreement here. Michael Pittman completely down with Ellinger in the lineup. Darren Waller, we never know what we're going to be able to get from him for the rest of the season because we haven't seen enough of him this year. He's he's been very uh, barren in the, in the locker room here. What do you think about Jerry Judy though? This has been really interesting. Everyone was pumping up the Christian Mingle connection between Russ Wilson and Cortland Sutton, and now you know, I'm, I mean, I don't know. Is is Russ Wilson gone full gremlin mode? You know, is he chilling with? Jerry Judy, listen to her loss now in the locker room. Are, are, are they are they bunking up with each other or what? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what happened, but yes, like at the start of the season, it was all Sutton, and Sutton was getting a ton of targets, and now it's mm -hmm. like Sutton's barely getting anything, and now it's it's almost all Judy. Judy has a whole bunch of targets coming his way the past bunch of weeks. It's not as big as it was for Sutton because they're both around, but mm -hmm. it's better than Sutton's lately. Um, no, absolutely. And that's what everyone was pumping up. It's like, oh, you know, well, Russ Wilson and Corlin Sutton, they're in the same prayer group. So, you know, that's just <laughs> not going to be J JJ year. It's not going to be Jerry Judy season. Like, sorry, y'all. I was like, well, I don't know, man. Russ has been taking some hits <laughs> uh, all over the place on the field and the media and social media. Like, hasn't been very fun for him. I feel like he's he's kind of been like, all right, you know, maybe this other dude can ball a little bit better. I don't know. All right, next up we got uh, Raheem Mostert and Antonio Gibson for Jonathan Taylor. You buying Ooh. yourself some Jonathan Taylor right now? Yeah, I've buying seen a lot dip? of people trying to, to buy Jonathan Taylor, and I, I get it. It makes a lot of sense. Um, but Mostert, uh, good good streak of matchups coming up, and mm -hmm. he's been pretty good, um, been fairly solid. Uh, and Gibson, Gibson's looking like he's taken the backfield back. And oh, he's getting, goodness. he's getting the pass catching role that we like. People have always wanted him to have. So even right. if Brian Robinson takes some of the carries, if Gibson's getting a lot of the catches, then that could be you know great for him. Um, so that's not a bad side. But then Jonathan Taylor, I mean, it all depends on his injuries, mm -hmm. how bad they are, how long is he out? Because I mean, if he gets back to form, he'd be the better side. Or if the other side, you know, if you're getting the two guys and you you need depth, um, you know, I could understand that. If mm -hmm. you know, it's a tough move, but I get it. Um, so it really depends on 
doesn't which team's starting roster got better. Right. So, we don't know that. But then otherwise, I'd say it's Jonathan Taylor as long as he's healthy. It would be Jonathan Taylor as long as he's healthy. This is a type of trade you would see in a week where he isn't healthy. Tough to say what's going to happen with him because he hasn't really looked good even when he was, you know, healthy this season. Like, and that's I think more of um an indication of their offense. I just I just think that Matt Ryan didn't do anything special for them. It would appear that he's been a downgrade from Carson Wentz from last season. I think that's fair to say, just given the stats, the win record, et cetera, right? Like hasn't been a good situation. Uh, Carson Wentz still threw like 27 touchdowns for them last year, and they're just like, eh, it's not good enough. Sorry, man. Sorry. Right. Yeah. He lost, Ryan, he lost key games for him, but still. Yeah, he hasn't been as good. Now they have Ellinger, who, you know, who knows if he'll be any better. Uh, right. And then Nick their defense, Foles, too. Nick Foles. Right. The Colts defense is not better than last year either. People, they True. had all these good signings. People talked mm-hmm. them up and and they got a different defensive coordinator. And it's like, well, that was the bad sign right there. Too many changes, different coordinator. Like this, this could go the opposite direction. Right. And they have a good pass defense, but people can run all over them. So, yeah, matter. I would, I would say right now in favor of Mostert and Gibson for redraft in Dynasty, I would say this is a slam dunk. Go out and get yourself some Jonathan Taylor. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be hating on it. All right, next up, we've got a pretty big swap here. Bear with me. Follow me through this. Side A, Jimmy James Garoppolo, Josh Jacobs, Terry McLaurin, Jacoby Myers. Side B is Kirk Cousins, Mike Evans, DeAndre Swift, and Khalil Herbert. I know which side that I want. I know for sure. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, I, it, it, I, it was hard for me to decide between these two, but... Um, yeah, okay. Here's here's what I got. I got uh, Jimmy G's got upgrade all around him, and he's got a streak of good matchups coming up. He's not a super fantasy quarterback, but he can get 17, 20 points and, and be like a low-end quarterback one. Um, he could have a huge game. It, it happens. Um, Josh Jacobs has been crazy good this year, especially in games where the Raiders are in a, a good game script for him. Um, and Terry McLaurin, he's on the rise. He's been playing better. Uh, Jacoby Myers, he's he's underrated. He's always been pretty good. He missed a couple of games, and without those, I think he's is he is he the wide receiver eight in points per game, or was that a while ago? Has that changed? I don't know. He's he's up there. I'm pretty he sure that's changed. Though, yeah. be a top ten points per game receiver, which is kind of wild. Um, uh, Kirk Cousins, uh, opposite side here. Cousins mm-hmm. has been good, but he's got a bunch of rough matchups coming up. Um, yep. Mike Evans has been Mike Evans. I mean, even though his miss of targets, he's still been big score, little score, sometimes nothing. Mike Evans, you know, that's what you expect from him. Mm-hmm. Um, and Swift, Swift, uh, we talked about him. He can be really good when he's healthy. Um, and then Khalil Herbert, is he's grown into a, a better player, um, and he's he's been getting good. Um, and on this one, it's, it's pretty close for me, but I would give side B the edge here for getting two running backs. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. The value of the position, you know, I like side a more because I don't like acquiring Swift right now for the rest of the season. He's been hurt on and off all year. And I feel like, you know, if I do get him, I'm only getting him maybe for like four really good games. Whether I'm, whether it's the injuries, um, whether it's just you know a bad matchup or something like that, 
Jacobs has been pretty reliable, and I like Jimmy's schedule. That was the big indicator for me was like if you need a quarterback, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a great buy low option here at your trade deadline because of the matchups, and you had mentioned all the upgrades around him. CMC, Debo will get healthy again. George Kittle is looking really good. Brandon Ayuk is, you know, I would also say an acquirable asset right now. He's been pretty reliable. So just buying into that offense after the addition of CMC, I think is a very good sneaky move down the stretch of the season, especially with the lower, lower key players like Jimmy, Ayuk, you know, like the little bit of a lower percentage guys. Obviously, they're, they're going to be owned in majority of leagues. But yeah, I would I would love a Jimmy swap. I'm trying to acquire him in some dynasty because I also like his you know potential for next season. Carolina needs a quarterback. Atlanta's going to need a quarterback potentially. Houston, a lot of teams are going to be in the market for it again. McLaurin and Myers are, are hot assets right now. I don't believe that Carson Wentz is coming back this season. Uh, I believe uh, if if they tank his production, like if they said, hey, like you're done, if they shut him down, they'll get back a better pick or something like that. Like, Or they won't, I'm sorry, they won't have to return a second round pick. It'll be a third round pick. That's what it is. Um, so I, I like Heineke to stay on the field. I like McLaurin's value and his floor. And Myers is that next guy behind Stevenson for me. So these guys feel like more trendy players, whereas like Evans and Swift and Cousins have like that name brand. Cousins and Evans are like the the assets that I want to acquire from side B. I just can't say the same with Herbert and Swift because while Herbert does look really good, I'm a Bears fan, Montgomery's still there. It's still a two-man tandem at the end of the day, right? Like he's not going to get that full workload unless there is an injury. If Montgomery had been traded at the deadline, which would have probably been a savvy move, rather than Roquan Smith, you bums, uh, yeah, that, that would have been a little bit of a different story for Herbert for sure. I would probably be be picking his side. And man, what would have much rather given up Montgomery than Roquan. What a what a freaking joke that was. All right. Not to get too tied up there. <laughs> Let's see. We got uh, Austin in the chat from the makeshift managers podcast saying I'm starting Singletary over Damian Harris this week. That is correct. I'm assuming that it's PPR. But even even then, even in standard, I'd probably still start Singletary. Hard for me to trust Dame Harris with the way that Stevenson has been performing. What do you think? Uh, right, exactly. Damien Harris, um, he was sort of the split starter with uh, Ramondre, and people think that the, for some reason the Patriots would go back to that, but I guess they weren't paying attention to the fact that over the for those first few games, Ramondre was slowly getting more and more work and, mm -hmm. and started getting a, a lead in the backfield, and then Harris got hurt. And now, you know, with how good Ramondre has been, I mean, it's well over 20 touches I, four weeks in a row. Yeah. Right. I know like Damian Harris is a good back too, but Ramondre is like a big step better, you know, plus his, his passing game. Yeah. I'm surprised he, he, he didn't James White roll. Yeah, I know. I know. I, we were talking about that the other day on one of our shows is like, guys, Bill Belichick came out and said, Ramondre Stevenson is going to be James White and you don't want him like he never gives us any clues ever <laughs> like you know what I mean he gives that tidbit like we should all just be like starting the Ramondre Stevenson fires now um yeah like he's yeah he, he had agreed he had agreed that was what his original thought was um and Dame Harris was a guy that I would have loved to see traded at the at the deadline um yeah. feel like that injury probably prevented that all right, we're going to go through some over-unders here, and then we are going to head out. Been a good one. Appreciate you coming on today, sir. Uh, Six-point passing touchdown, over-unders, four fantasy point totals. Uh, we're going through one player from each position. 
First up, we've got Lamar Jackson. He's going up against the Saints on Monday Night Football, 19.50. He is missing some weapons. What do we think about this one? Um, well, so what I think is I'm going to go higher than 19.5. Going, um, going to the over. Right, and that's that's just because it's Lamar. Um, and I don't hate can, it. He can have a huge week any week. Uh, it's hard to say when he will or won't have a bad week or a good week. I mean, it does, like matchups seem to not matter for him. <laughs> like, oh, this is a bad matchup for quarterbacks. Eh, Lamar still got 30 points. <laughs> oh, Lamar's okay. also a running back, by the way. Right. <laughs> so he plays you could look positions. at it that way. Uh, and, you know, the Saints defense is a little better in the, in the running area. But mm. I think with all those weapons out, um, with Rashad Bateman finally out for the season, uh, and Mark Andrews could be out and, you know, and Gus Edwards could be out. That just says like, okay, you know, who gets leaned on harder and harder during this? It's just Lamar. It's always yep. Lamar. Yep. So I would say, yeah, he's, he's, he needs to have a good game for them to have a shot at winning. So it's going to be a, a big game for him. Yeah. We have the, this, the, the same sentiment here. It's going to be a Lamar game. Like, yeah. Devin Duvernay, you want to fire him up in fantasy. Uh, if you own Mark Andrews, I don't think Isaiah Likely is a bad start this week as long as you know he is ruled out, like he's actually out of the game. Um, Mark Andrews is a dog. He'll probably do whatever he can to suit up. I'm hoping that the Ravens don't let him do that. I would like him to get healthy for the, the back stretch here. I like Lamar for two rushing touchdowns this week and one passing touchdown. That will put him over. I think once they get into the red zone, Kenyon Drake isn't going to be able to do it. Gus Edwards is kind of beat up. He had a great first week back from the uh, from the injury, being activated off the IR. Definitely aggravated whatever you know was nagging him. So you know, not don't really trust either of those guys, right? I think it's going to be a big Lamar week, just because he is going to have to play quarterback and running back alike. It's going to be a tough one for him. I, I don't know if they win, but I do like Lamar to go over that total. All right, we got uh, Deion Jackson at twelve and a half. It's kind of a friendly number, I feel like, for someone who's getting all that work this week. Uh, yeah, that's a tough one. It really depends on, like, you know, the Patriots' defense is really tough on running backs. Right. Um, and Dion isn't a great rushing guy. He didn't get a mm. ton of rushing yards. Uh, so, really, it's all about catches for him. Um, exactly. And so, and that's it. It's like, how many catches is he going to have this week? Or is the Patriots' defense just going to take him out? Mm -hmm. I would figure... You know, the way we talk about Bill's defenses is usually he picks their best player and eliminates them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so sure. I guess that would be Pittman this week. Mm -hmm. But their pass defense is not that good. So I don't know if it would quite work that way. But um, I would say I'd go on the under for that one. It's, okay. it's close. I'm, fe I'm feeling the over here. I feel like he can get like, and it's really coming into the all-purpose yards because we're saying like, yeah, he will be a pass-catching threat. At what volume, we can't really say. But when he has gone out there and he's gotten that workload, he's, he's looked really good. Like He's got a great burst of speed. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. They had already they had already realigned him for that Naeem, Naeem Hines role by getting rid of Naeem Hines. So I felt like before even Taylor was out, that was just such a strong indication of trust for Deion Jackson. I feel like he's going to get a lot of usage in this one. So give me like 80 all-purpose yards, a handful of catches, and maybe Pater will do it. Well, all right, but ready to, to bog your mind here. This is what you got? we're talking about underdogs, so this is half PPR now. 
Sure, sure. Yeah, well, I <laughs> te- technically, technically, I I made up these numbers because underdog doesn't have any. So right. to, I I had to make them up this week. Typically, underdog is our you know host for the numbers, but I made these up. So just reg- All regular. Right, so are we deep. going full or half here? Full, full. Oh well, then if it's full, I'll 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 take the over by a little okay. bit. Then. Okay, and there you go. Right. We're, then we're half both on the yards. Not as good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like, like I said, I made these numbers up all season long. Underdog fantasy has had the fantasy point totals. They don't this week. I don't know if they're losing money. They want to, you know, if they want to get on and talk about it. Call the hotline number. I don't know what's going on. All right. Next up, we got DJ Moore, 13.25 fantasy points coming off of two booming weeks. Does he keep it going in week nine? He does have a tough matchup with the Bengals, and the Bengals defense has been has been good this year, but mm-hmm. DJ and he's finally getting targets <laughs> and like, you know, before Baker Mayfield came along, <laughs> you know, 12, 13 points was like DJ's floor. So right. yeah, it got to go with the the over on this one. Yeah. I'm going with the over as well. Uh, Chidobia Woozy is on the IR. So a little bit extra upside in that secondary going up against the Bengals this week. Uh, the guy that would have most likely been on DJ more than most, not saying you was going to shadow him, but the guy that would have been assigned to him most frequently is going to be injured. So I, I like the, a little bit of extra upside this week and Robert Tunyon as our last option here at number, uh, not numbered 10 fantasy points. Yeah, um, well, of course, you know, the Packers versus the Lions. The Lions defense is not good, but uh, it's hard to start Tunyon any any week. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. just with the whole the way the Packers offense is, yes, Tunyon can have good weeks, but it's like it's unpredictable. It, it doesn't seem matchup dependent. It's just like a, a him and Rodgers were buddies that week or something. You know, I don't know. Or, or he caught four touchdowns, you know, something happened. <laughs> I'm going with the over. It's just a matchup. Detroit's allowed the thir- third most fancy points to the tight end position. Rodgers has got to throw to somebody. While Lazard is healthier this week, it looks like he should he should be playing. It's, they say game time decision, but he's practiced in a lim- limited fashion in every practice so far. So I'm expecting him to be back. Regardless, I think there's plenty of upside in the game where you could actually see the Packers down at a particular point. We'll see what happens, but I feel like it's going to be a good matchup. Like the Packers. I feel like they need to like really sh- make like make a point, like a statement game, and I feel like they've had that opportunity in multiple weeks, and they haven't done it. Like, is this really going to be it? You're the you're uh, the source. You're 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 right there right, from, uh, yeah. from, from yeah, Wisconsin. I mean, they've got they've got Dobbs as well, and Sammy Watkins is back. Um, you know, so they do have more guys to spread it out to, and that's sure. really what's kind of been the theme this year. Is like, oh, Devontae Adams is gone. So we'll just slide somebody into his role. No, not really. We're just going to evenly spread the ball to everybody else. Right. <laughs> and uh, that's kind of what it looks like. And that's why I, I'm not as big on Tunyon for, for this week, unless there was more guys out. Sure, um, okay. I do like how Lazard and Dobbs look because of their matchup. And yes, I think it could be a, a pretty big scoring game, um, which would lead me to, yeah, there is a chance that the, the Packers end up being playing from behind. But I think mm-hmm. um, you know their defense should should be pretty good, um, and well, with their history a- against the Lions, they tend to play extra good against the Lions for some reason. All right, well there you go. They love they they love beating down the division. That's why they love beating down the Bears. This is my house. <laughs> Killing me. All right, this has been a great episode. Appreciate you coming on, sir. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you and anything in particular you know that you're working on that everybody should know about. 
All right. Yeah, you can find me at uh, Jake's F Football on Twitter and uh, jakesffootball.com, uh, the website where you can just go and look and scroll and read about football uh, all day long. Awesome. Awesome. Appreciate you coming on, sir. Jake's been a guest of ours a few times now. Definitely going to have to have you back soon. Uh, take care. Be well, everybody. Best of luck in week nine. And we will also be back tomorrow for another live preview show. Be sure to jump in there, toss in your questions, season long, week nine, whatever it is. We got what you need. Come ride with us. Take care. Be well. Be good. Can't be good. Be good at it. We'll see you.